Join us, friends. Great Scott, Spock guy. Do they know what we have in store for them? They will if they tighten up. And don't double dribble. To the Grey Ghost, Spock guy? Exactly, old chum. No time to waste. To the Grey Ghost. We have not a minute to spare. It's showtime, friends. All right, all right, all right. It is the Spock guy, and it is... Glow trotting with Trey. And we are not wishing cotton was a monkey, but we know that a lot of people are. So for today's show, Trey and I were were at a loss. We don't know what, exactly what to talk about. So what we're going to talk about is everything. So <laughs> how about that, Trey? Sounds good to me, Spock. All right. So I th- I told Trey, I said, man, as big a mouth as I got, I know I can talk for 45 minutes about nothing, which Seinfeld was a show about nothing, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what they said. Okay, and so the uh, Wigwam is a show about everything in the realm of uh, make-believe, if you will. So what Wigwam is, friends, if you don't know, if you've not listened before, is kind of the world that we live in where people pretend that things are true that we know are not true for a variety of reasons. They could be doing it to try to make someone else happy. They could be doing it trying to make themselves happy, trying to conform, trying to fit in. It could be all kinds of different ways uh, that that would happen. And so we, we just think that honesty is always the best policy and just be, be straight up, be, be a real person, be true. And, uh, and we think that's very important. So uh, we're just going to talk about a variety of subjects. Uh, one, um, I'm going to ask Trey. Trey, I don't think I've ever asked you this before. What does your week look like? So what I'm saying is you get up Monday morning. Okay, so uh, we usually record these on Sundays, not necessarily always. Today happens to be Sunday. But tomorrow morning, you're going to get up and you're going to do what until next Sunday? Tell us just... What does your day look like? What I'm going to do from Monday until the next Sunday. Yeah, just kind of just an overview. I'm going to edit a lot of stuff. And I'm going to film a lot of stuff that I work on. Also, um, you know, probably I'll meet with people trying to make other kind of uh, deals. But I'm saying be more specific. Are you get up tomorrow morning at what time? No, tomorrow morning I'll probably get up about eight thirty. Okay, eight fifteen. All right, and you do what? Well, I'll get ready. <laughs> I get ready. I'll um, eat some breakfast. <laughs> That's how specific it would be. Yeah. Um, then I'll be in a Monday. I'll be. I'll edit a lot. You do edit on Mondays a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. How about you? Well, for me, and I'll be very specific, uh, Monday is a big, in my business, my main business, uh, Mondays is a big shipping day for us because after my cutoff on on Saturdays, I'll go in and ship. It's either me or one of the other guys will go in and ship on Saturdays. And uh, once that shipping's cut off on Saturdays, which is usually about lunchtime Saturday, we don't ship anything until Monday morning for Saturday afternoon, Sunday. And Sunday is a big sales day and Saturday night, usually all day Sunday. So a lot of times we'll go in Monday morning and and right now in the middle of the winter, we don't have, it's, 
my business slows down in the winter because when it's freezing cold, nobody wants to go out there and work on their hot tub. So when the spring comes is our big season. And last year, fall was even bigger than the spring. So those two seasons, in the summer, it's too hot. Nobody wants to get in a hot tub, so they're not thinking about it. But spring and fall, if you have a real spring, um, that leads to a lot of sales. And what I mean by a real spring is, you know, it used to be when I was younger, it was a very definitive winter, a very definitive spring, a very definitive summer, a very definitive fall. Now I find, and last year it seemed like it was pretty definitive, but there's been years where it seemed like it just went from winter to summer. Changes and like the winter. It just, it was really either really, really cold or really, really hot. Yeah. There's no in between, but also the winters are a lot more mild now. I will say that. I remember times when it got cold, like seemed like below 32 and it stayed that way for three months. Yeah. Now you'll get 32 for two days and then it may be 70 for two days. I know it does do that a lot. And I prefer that in the, in the winter, but anyway, I, I, I'm kind of getting myself off the subject during this time of the year. Um, we're not as busy shipping. So tomorrow we'll probably have, um, 125 to 150 orders to ship where during the heavy season, we'll have 300 orders to ship on Monday. So Mondays is always our big day. So tomorrow morning I'll get up probably seven, seven, 15, uh, take a shower, uh, uh, get my clothes on. And by the way, when it's cold outside, I wear long pants, but I try to wear shorts almost the whole year. So once the time changes back, it's supposed to change back. Um, I think uh, early March, March the 10th rings a bell. It may not be right, but somewhere around there, I'll go back to shorts. And because I prefer to wear shorts, um, when I'm wearing my, my long work pants, I always have a lot of pockets in them. So what I'm saying is I buy the kind that have pockets in them, like hunting type pants. So I have places to keep things that I keep with me as part of, of my work, uh, pocket knife, things like that, that I use. Um, but during the winter, um, I have time to do a lot of other things. So tomorrow I'll get up. Uh, and uh, by the way, once I get dressed, I go sit with Lori. Uh, we have breakfast. Uh, and a lot of times she'll make me toaster strudel. I love strawberry toaster strudel. It has me coffee, of course. We talk to the grandbabies uh, on FaceTime and, and my daughter and we'll pray together and then I'll go to work and then I'll ship. But during this time of the year, as I was alluding to, I have time to work on my websites, which I do website updating. I'm, I'm building a new website right now, a uh, hot tub related website mm -hmm. that I'm about to launch. So I do things like that. I'm building an app. I've, I've been working on that app now for over five years. Yeah, you have. And, okay, good one, though. and I hope so. And I also have in my shop, I have an antique car that I'm working on a 57 Continental Mark II. So I don't usually work on it on Mondays, but during the week, basically what I said just then is my routine every single day, including Saturdays. Um, I get up about the same time and have breakfast and do all those things with, you know, with Lori and we and I go to work. But during the week, I will try to go back and spend a couple of hours working on hot tubs because I rebuild hot tubs that, that my guys sell. Uh, we'll also probably work on the car a little bit. And I don't try to make it a project where I'm grueling on it all day. I try to make it fun. So today I'm going to take the 
the left uh, brake uh, drum backing plate off, clean it in the uh, sandblaster and paint it and get it ready to go back on the car. Just little stuff like that. So I'll set small projects. And I've started doing small project setting, by the way, with everything that I do, especially things that I don't find fun. <laughs> um, like uh, getting paperwork together. I've had this thing that I've been working on for a long time and getting the paperwork and the things together that I needed for this particular thing, instead of me just sitting down and cranking through it for 20 straight hours and it being terrible, I'll try to work on it two hours a day or an hour a day and just let it go a little along. Keep it going. To keep work it going. Hours, yeah. Also make it where it doesn't seem so bad. You know, that, that kind of thing. So I try to do those. I also, um, in the midst of all that, I have to order parts. I have to keep the inventory going. I have to do all these different things. And the inventory, I'm still not modern enough to have inventory kept uh, by a computer because I sell in so many different places. I don't have the system set up yet where everything's tied to one inventory, That, but I'm working on that. So basically the inventory is in here. So I have to, as we go along, order things and update things and have things manufactured and and, and go along. And during the heavy time of the year, we ship 3,000 orders a month. During the light time of the year, we'll ship 1,500 orders, 12 to 1,500 during the slow times like it is now. But used to, the thing that's interesting is, or interesting to me is that the slow times now are better than the fast times used to be. Okay. You know, so, but what's weird is, is in uh, David and I talk about it. And David's been on this podcast before. David Gould, he works for me at Spa Guy. And um, David, um, uh, we talk about how now we just go in and we ship and we're done early and we have time for all these other things. All the projects. And it, it seems like it's, it's, we're not spending any time shipping because we've just gotten where it's just like, it's just second nature to us. So it's like, boom, 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 the stuff's done. But we're shipping way more than we than we did years ago when we thought we were really doing something. Okay. You know, so it's just kind of one of those weird things. Um, another thing that we do is, and that's that's my work life. I'll usually go to lunch. I'll go, go get me something for lunch and come back and eat it at the shop usually. Um, and I'll go home five-ish. If it's real heavy day, it may be six before I can get out of there. Uh, during the winter, we'll try to get out a little bit early. We'll leave at four and I'll go home and do what you were talking about. I'll go home and edit a lot of times for the rest of the night. And the way I edit now, I used to come down here and edit, or I had a computer up in the, in the kitchen, believe it or not. Uh, another iMac like this one. And the way I would do, the reason I did that was I was away from Lori so much editing. So when I was down here, she's upstairs. So I was away from her. So I put a computer in the, at the kitchen where I could see the TV and I could see her, but it was not in the living room. It's kind of out of the way. We have a little nook there where I could see everything. But even that um, didn't make me feel like that I was with her. So what I do now is I have my laptop. I use my Mac laptop. Sitting in my recliner, I have my hard drives and all that sitting beside the recliner, which Lori loves that, you know. Uh, she loves all those things sitting around my chair. Oh, yeah. But I do most of my editing now in my recliner. 
And but that way we can watch TV together. I can pick it up and work, set it down. We can watch, we can talk. So we're interacting. I just, I didn't want to be away from her that much. You know, I kept being away from her by editing, spending all that time. So I wanted to uh, fix that. And I fixed that by going up there. And this computer that I have right here is a very, very, very expensive computer. Probably the most expensive I ever bought, except for back at my first computer was, this one was, well, this is the same price as the one, the first one. This one was 5000 My very first computer was 5000 Now, 5000 then was a one point a 133 uh Intel processor 133 that was it you know it had uh, it had one gig of hard drive in it yeah you know that kind of thing and it was five thousand dollars that was a long 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 time ago and uh but I make my living with computers you make your living really with computers if you want to look at it like that um uh in in some way but so I'll come home, edit at night. On Friday nights, we always go out to eat. It's a tradition. We've been doing that when since we uh, got married. In fact, uh, we're coming up on our 37th wedding anniversary. We got married 37 years ago, which was the same year you were born, right? Do what? When were you born? What year? Uh, 1987. Okay, we got married in 1987. <laughs> so <laughs> we've been married the whole time you've been alive, Trey. Wow, Billy. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. And uh, so that's coming up. And and I must be a saint to be able to put up. No, it's actually the other way. She's a saint to put up with me, for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got a great wife. Saturdays, um, I'll get up and go ship if we're in town. A lot of times we're not in town. And then the afternoon, I'll come back and edit, sit in the recliner and edit. Sunday morning, we'll get up and go to the uh, go to church. And then I'll come back and edit. And a lot of times on Sunday morning, I'll start editing before we... I'll, we don't have to be to church till 1030. So in uh, Sunday morning, I'll get up about 7, 7, 15, 730. And I'll start editing because sometimes I don't have a video for Monday. So, so I'll start the process of editing right then. And finish it later. And then finish it. And a lot of times I'm part of the way through it. So while um, that next few hours while we're eating after church and stuff, I could be thinking about how I'm going to finish the video and what I'm going to do. I come back and finish it and get it in the can. Right now I'm trying to, because I'm doing a video Monday, Wednesday, podcast Wednesday, video Wednesday, video Thursday. So I'm doing technically, I guess you would say three videos a week. Now I'm doing one Monday on the spa guy channel i'm doing one wednesday on the weekly spa guy channel and then i'm doing one thursday on the spa guy channel again and then we're doing this podcast on wednesday but i have to prepare these podcasts so once we're done filming this what we'll do is i'll download this to my computer i will upload it to the podcast platform in anchor i'll upload it to youtube and then i'll go in and uh give it some time and i'll go in and add the words, the titles to it. I'll uh, convert it into 10 languages. I'll add the thumbnails and all that kind of stuff and prep it uh, for coming out. So what I'm trying to do now is I'm editing. During the winter when we're slower, as I mentioned, when I've got extra time, I'm trying to edit way ahead. So you'll have shows, months, and events. That's right. So I'm not up against it. If I go out of town, like uh, I recently went on that cruise, while I was on the cruise, I wasn't worried. I already had all the edits, all the videos edited 
So I wasn't worried about having one when I, I we flew back on Sunday. I already had one for Monday. Right. So I wasn't worried about that. The Elvis videos, the Monday videos are the hardest ones to do. So those are the ones that is the hardest to get ahead on. So um, the one that I do on Wednesdays on Weekly Spa Guy is usually, it could be a variety of things, but it's usually an interesting place that I went to where I went and saw something or something that was interesting to me. And then Thursday is usually someone that's interesting. It'll be a subject. I used to do, at one time I was doing Elvis Monday, um, Wednesday, no, Monday, Thursday, and Friday. I yeah. was doing three Elvis videos a week. And three I did a week. For a long time. Um, but I'm cutting back. I'm doing one Elvis video a week and then one video about some other subject. And most of the time it's going to be about a famous person. But every now and again, I'll do it about an, an, a place, a famous place or a place that I find interesting. Um, just just surely for the purpose of um, just, I, I just like to share. And I know you do too. You know, um, I was recently talking to uh, Jordan Lion, which is another YouTuber. And Jordan, I did not realize, was a guitar player. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Evidently, he was a really good guitar player because he went to uh, Musicians Institute in Los Angeles. He actually was able to get in the school, which you have to be gifted to be able to get into that school. And so he actually was a real for real guitar player. And I did not realize it. You know, I played uh, in bands a good portion of my life. Um, and I play a lot of music. So we were just talking about those kinds of things. And um, he mentioned something that I kind of feel the exact same way. He said that that he didn't get a lot of satisfaction out of playing guitar and recording and doing all that kind of stuff. And I told him the same thing for me. I said, I get a lot more satisfaction out of making a video than I ever did out of doing a song. Why that is, I don't know. But I can make a video and go, yep, that's exactly what I wanted it to be. When I was recording and writing songs and doing all that kind of stuff, I never had that day when I went, that's what I was looking for. You know, I never could record something that I went, yep, that's it. And um, and I did a lot of recording and a lot of playing and I played, you know, played on some records and and done some things. I've been very fortunate, but I could just could never, I could never get that thing that I thought was the thing. You know what I'm saying? That I, I, yeah. go, I'm, I and I'm proud of this, you know? Yeah. Something that you're proud of to, yeah. that you're working on. Yeah. You know, doing. And it amazes me when you, you know, and I'll use Elvis as a subject of this. I mean, when you hear, what did it, what was it like for Elvis when he recorded Heartbreak Hotel? That recording is so iconic. When you hear it, it sounds like it could have been recorded yesterday. It's timeless. And so it had to be surreal for him during those times to record something that when you got done, you went, I mean, I can't improve on this. Right. This is it. But there's other people that have done it too. Um, you know, you go back and listen to all these songs, you know, back uh, a lot of the rock and roll that was recorded in the seventies and eighties. Uh, now we would call it classic rock, but that's, that stuff is iconic. All that ACDC stuff, man, when they were recording those things, those songs are, oh, you go to a football stadium, you're going to hear an ACDC song. You're going, yeah. you yeah. know, those things are just, they're, they're a staple. They're, they become so 
um, much a part of the fabric of the world now. Not, I would say the United States, but those guys are actually from Australia. Yeah. You know, so it's not a, um, a part of, um, and I think we've, we've mentioned this on this podcast before, what they call ACDC in Australia. Do you remember? Didn't we talk about it? I don't remember that, Billy. I think we did. So ACDC, by the way, in Australia, they don't call them ACDC. They call them Akadaka. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, that ACDC stuff, man, I remember being 16 years old in my car and I had six by nines that were not even mounted in the back deck. I had them sitting in the back deck because I could, couldn't cut the hole and put them down in the back deck. And I had them sitting back there blasting ACDC while I was circling the, uh, we had a place in Kinston uh, we called, um, um, come on, Billy, what was that place called? Uh, it'll come to me in just a moment, but we would circle it. Uh, Fairfield was what it was called. So we would all go to Fairfield and it was just a thing. All the kids that had cars would go to Fairfield. Some would park and talk and the rest of them would just circle. You just circle around. So around I would that. circle with my, with my car. It was a Toyota Corolla. Um, and I would turn ACDC on as loud as I could turn it on back in black and just circle. You know? And I thought I was so cool, <laughs> but that's what we all did. You know, that was just, uh, and then was, you have your phone or you had your fake uh, phone. Ta- uh, no, this was even before cell phones, man. That was a long, but, but you know what I'm talking about. You had your yeah. antenna. Yeah. Well, we were talking about that now that would have been nineties, uh, would fake have been antenna. the, uh, the fake antenna. And what he's talking about friends is back in the day when cell phones first started, you had the bag phone that you could buy. And really most people could afford the bag phone. You couldn't afford a real handheld phone. Um, and when I got my first handheld phone, it, it was as big as a walkie-talkie. It was about that big with a big old antenna on it. It literally looked like a giant walkie-talkie. And um, But the people that couldn't afford telephones, cell phones, would put fake antennas. You could buy the antenna. I think it was $3, and it had a, uh, a sticker on the bottom of it that was sticky. You could peel it and stick it on your back glass, and it made it look like you had a bag phone. That is an example of Wickwall right there. You're pretending to have a cell phone. It's not, you know, you're pretending that you've got enough money to have a cell phone. That's Wigwam. Another uh, another good example from back then would have been, you remember the spinner rims? Yeah, of course. Remember the rims where you stop and they still spin? Yeah. They had the cheap version of that that were hubcaps that you could snap on and it had spinners in it. But it wasn't rims. It was just hubcaps. You snapped but, them on yeah, you would take your you would take your hubcaps off and snap those those uh, spinners on. So there's always a um, a fake version or a uh, what's what's the word for fake money? Um, um, there's another word for fake money. Counterfeit. Counterfeit. That's the right word. So there's always a counterfeit version of everything. Okay. You see, you see what uh, I'm saying? There's a like knockoff, the uh, knockoff version of everything. Yeah. And that would be considered a counterfeit or a knockoff. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool, though. So you would just ride around that little area. Yeah. Blasting ACDC. Now, now, what we did, and it almost became a, um, uh, a footloose moment. You remember Footloose was where they told the kids, I think the Footloose movie was where they told the kids they couldn't dance, right? Uh, I Did guess so. Yeah. Okay. 
So this was a moment where they told us we couldn't circle Fairfield. They actually went out there and put these arms up with locks on them. So you couldn't circle. And um, boy, you talking about us all going nuts, you know, and I, tr I tried to dance it out and, 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 um, and. Did you uh, have the uh, John Travolta outfit? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I'm yeah. actually combining two stories. That's, that's, that's not true, but it's, it's funny. No. Um, so anyway, I'll get back to, to my week. Um, I kind of, I veered off there a little bit. So Sunday, we will, um, and, and usually Friday night, let me mention this, Lori and I will get ice cream. So we'll go eat, and then we'll go get ice cream and bring it home, put it in the freezer. And then later that night, while we're watching whatever we're watching, we'll, she'll break the ice cream out and we'll get it. She'll usually get um, Graham Central Station, and I'll get uh, banana pudding ice cream. And um, I just, I love bananas. I love banana pudding. And so I love banana pudding ice cream. So it's just a, a thing where as, as you get older, as we got older, as I got older, I'm always very locked into just kind of a routine, a routine, a way of doing everything every day. And I like routine and I don't like to be out of my routine. When we're traveling, you know, you and I travel a lot. And when we're traveling, that's, it's a just, there is no routine. But we, I still have a way that, that I set up my stuff uh, that I'm going to get ready with in the morning. I still have a routine with all that kind of stuff. But it's hard to get out of my normal routine, and it also affects my eating. So if I'm not eating on, you know, I have a schedule for eating. I eat breakfast in the morning. And sometimes I'll, to try to lose weight, I'll skip breakfast. And so I basically fast from supper until lunch the next day. And so I'll have my coffee in the morning and won't eat anything to lunch if I'm trying to lose some weight. I actually don't they, got, say, uh, don't they say the most important meal of the day is breakfast? Yeah, they do. But but if you want to lose weight, that that distance of fasting does help. It's good. And my weight's up just a little bit right now, but it's because I haven't fasted breakfast in several weeks. And we got off that cruise ship, and I ate like a maniac on that cruise ship. I mean, you go in there and. And it's it was just, all paid for. It was all paid for, but it's just a lot of food, and it's constant. Yeah. You know, um, the I, I just I need to be on a routine, but when you're traveling, it's hard to be on a routine, especially if you're trying to find coffee. Um, you know, I've tried to find Starbucks before, and you punch it in your. Lori and I traveling. You're trying to find a Starbucks, and you punch it in your GPS. And you drive to that Starbucks location, and it's in a Kroger. You know, I hate that. They need to have it on the GPS where it says inside Kroger or freestanding, you know, that kind of stuff. We had one recently. Where were we at? I think we were in Asheville. This would have been in December. And and I punched five different addresses and never and went to five different Starbucks and never found a freestanding one. Not I finally just, finally <laughs> just gave up, got on the highway and and drove. 20 or 30 or 40 miles and, and saw a sign and got one that was on the road sign, you know, on the side of the road. Yeah. But that's very, very frustrating. Have, you know, I know we travel together, but you travel on your own. Have you done any, have you gone anywhere recently? Um, not recently, I guess since let's see, we went to Los Angeles. Me and you went to Los Angeles. Where was that? Was that October? November? No, that was in November. November. Okay. I believe November, right? Yeah. 
Um, but no, I have not been on any since then, I guess. So let's go back to your week before we get past that subject. Um, so I was more detailed. Do you see what I'm asking for? So tell us more detailed what you do. Do you have a routine? Do I have a routine? No, I don't think so. I just, so you don't have a routine at all. Uh, you just get up and you free flow it all day. Yeah. Uh, just because the work that I do is different every day. Yeah. Um, really like, you know, I mean, I'm filming all kind of, um, all kind of different things everywhere. And then also I'm editing, uh, I'm editing the glow trotting YouTube, uh, shows, but I'm also editing, um, projects and I'm editing, um, I'm editing, uh, ads for, for social media. Um, I'm editing events that I have filmed perhaps mm -hmm. that weekend. Um, I'm editing just all kind of different things. So, you know, and kind of just like how you said, how, how you kind of jump around. Mm -hmm. I kind of do that too, as far mm -hmm. as, you know, working a little bit on one thing and something on another and then back to another thing. Especially if it's a long video. Now I was going to, I was going to bring something up that people that have never edited before don't, don't know. When I'm editing a video that I shot, that is, that is me telling a story. That's easy for me to edit because when I'm shooting it, I'm thinking of the story as I'm shooting it and I'm getting all the elements in it. If you're editing something someone else shot, that is a horse of a different color. And it is very, very, very hard to do. Um, I don't know if I ever told you this. I had a girl approach me that had this film crew traveling with her. She was trying to create a show and it seemed like she was from, I think she was from originally from Alabama, from my memory, but she had paid this. She had put money together and paid this film crew to go with her and um, film all these segments at different stuff. Like she went to Huntsville to the rocket, uh, to rocket city, to where all the rockets are to the museum, the NASA museum. She went there and filmed all these different things and she wanted me to edit it. So basically she had hired a crew to film it. She hired me to edit it. And, so I thought, well, that, it can't be that hard. You know, she's got the story, the elements and all that kind of stuff. Trey, it was a, a horrible nightmare. It was a horrible nightmare. Their audio was terrible. They didn't have all the elements that they needed for a story. They were just jumping around and filming stuff and none of it made sense. I could, yeah. I could, I just couldn't make sense of any of it. Did she tell you how, how, uh, how she wanted the story to go or did she just let you? Well, I mean, when you when you listen to what they filmed, there's a direction that it should go in. The problem is, is this didn't go in a direction. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, for instance, I just edited, um, and we filmed this well over a year ago. I just edited out uh, our last trip to New Orleans. I'm working on those elements where we went to the Roosevelt Hotel. You remember that? And, and went in and went to the hotel next door. Uh, which is called the, um, uh, Jason something, Jason laissez Fair hotel. Something might, like yeah, that. It might be something like that. Something like that. But anyway, uh, we went and filmed all that, but see that I had the elements to the story. And what I did was 
there's a, we got there at night. You remember that. So mm -hmm. we started filming at night in this particular story. We filmed at night where the car was, where Elvis pulled up out front, out front. Mm -hmm. But then we went back the next day and filmed inside the, the hotel next door. So what I did was I did, I took all of that element and I did a story. I cut the car story using some of the elements. I, then I took the car part out and then I cut the hotel story using some of the same elements. And then I took that out and then I did a story where I walked through the hotel and walked back and I used some of the same elements about entering the hotel and exiting. But in that I had entrances and exits for every single scene. Basically this is the Roosevelt hotel. We're going to go in, then it come out. This is the ho the hotel, you know, that kind of thing. So it's, it's about, you know, you and I have been doing this a long time. So I know how to, and you know how to, as you're filming, to say the things and get the shots that you're going to need to tell the story three different ways or four different ways. This young lady did not know how to do that. And she did not get the things that she needed to tell the stories. You know, um, it was, it was, it was bad. And I hated to even call and go, I can't, I'm sorry, but I can't make anything of what you've got here. Yeah. I know you spent a lot of money, but I can't, you don't have the things that you need to make this anything. That's happened to me too. One time uh, somebody wanted me to edit a short film or sh short, it was a short film, a few scenes that they had. Uh, so they sent me the, the shots and I just couldn't make them work because like how they shot them, it was some shots were blurry and other shots just, it was not that they didn't do the, the con continuous, you know, like, you know, to make, to make the scenes match up in editing, you know, you've got to do the same thing every time in your shots mm -hmm. and, you know, they would do something completely different in a shot I mean, there ain't no way you can even make it where I tried. I think I did something with it. Maybe I'm, uh, you know, but I, I was kind of like, well, you know, look, man, you know, you didn't get the shots you needed. Yeah. And there's a lot, there's a lot to it. Um, and I worry about longer videos like you're talking about. I have a lot of videos like uh, I've been, I've always talked about this Martin Luther King thing that I filmed. I filmed some of that stuff five years ago and I've started editing that. And, um, and I'm doing what you're talking about. I'll work on it for a period of time and then I'll just stop, go work on something else and just come back to it. And, um, but some of that stuff, I worry about when we go film something that we don't really know we're, we're searching for something in that, like this particular story that we're talking about at the uh, Roosevelt. The problem with the Roosevelt story is we didn't know where the, the story was that Elvis would take a bridge or, or there was some way that he would get from the Roosevelt hotel to the hotel next door through a window, through a fire escape, whatever. And then come through that hotel, get in the car and leave to go to film, uh, uh King, Creole. Uh, King Creole. And, um, we knew that it happened, but the fire escape, some of them had changed. So many things had changed that we were trying to figure it out. So you end up with a ton of footage of you just searching, trying to figure it out. You know, and in the video, this video is not out yet as of uh, when we're doing this podcast, but the video where we're doing the lineup with the uh, Continental in front of the Roosevelt, where me and you're standing there talking, I left in there 
that part where me and you are figuring it out. I actually say, I have a thing. I go, now I'm going to show you behind the scenes. This is Trey and I figuring out these shots. So it's me and you talking about the shots and how we figured, oh, there's that's here, that's there, this is here, that's there. And then me, after we figured out me filming, talking about the shots. Correct. So I kind of let them see behind the scenes a little bit. And remember, we walked around the those floors up there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, well, we went up to the 14th floor and – all that. And we rode the elevator up, rode the elevator down. But see, I had to be able to cut that down and make it make sense. And I was able to, but it takes a lot of time to edit that out because you're you're taking a piece of this and a piece of that. And you also, a lot of times I film something later that I needed before. I remember. So I have to grab it and pull it over here. You know, there's all those different little pieces to it. But that's the that's the fun. The magic is made in the editing if you got the shots. Yeah. Got it. You got to have the 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 shots uh, to tell the story. Yeah. And um, you know, I always like to say, um, the more shots, the better. Yeah. All right. So let's go back to your week. So, do you have a? Do you routinely? Go, you know, Lori and I go eat every Friday night. Do you go somewhere every Friday night? You do no. anything like that? I mean, if I have plans or, you know, going on a date or something, yeah. But yeah. Uh, um. I, uh, you know, I, I went to dinner fr- this past Friday night, uh, you know, on a date. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I can always tell when, when Trey's uh, busy, is I won't hear from him. So is that it? <laughs> yeah. uh, that's probably it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like. Your whole week is struck. Like your whole week is like every My Friday. Week. I know every Friday you have a go to the same restaurant, pretty much. I do, and that, and I think that's that's really cool. Um, but you know, Trey, it's been like that since I got married. Now the yeah, difference you, was you didn't I, have money. I've mentioned this before. The difference was back in the day when we first got married. When Friday came, we had to decide if we had enough money to go out and eat, and if we could, it was a treat to be able to go. But usually back then we went to the same restaurant. Uh, back then there was a, I was trying to think of what it was. It wasn't a Golden Corral. Um, no, it was like a, it would have been a Western Steer or a Western or something like that. But it was a restaurant. And I remember they had the best vegetable soup. And I don't like vegetable soup as a general rule, but I tasted their vegetable soup. And every Friday night we would go to get that vegetable soup. And of course you could get a steak and all that kind of stuff. But Lori and I have always been routine people. Um, when the kids were uh, born, when they got to the age where you would go out every Friday night, we would go eat. Usually we would eat back when we lived in North Carolina, we would go to the, um, there was a Ryan's or it was, I guess it was a golden corral in Goldsboro, North Carolina that we would go to and eat. And then we would go to target every Friday night. If, if I was home now, back then I, I toured a lot. I was playing music, but if I was home on Friday night, we went to that same restaurant with the kids and we would go to target. And it was just, we've just always had that routine. Um, Sundays after church, we'll go eat today. We ate at the Cracker Barrel last week. We ate in, um, and this is not going to be good for this restaurant, but last week I'll give you a comparison to two Sundays. 
last Sunday after church, we went to a new restaurant here in uh, uh, the town that I live in. And I think it's called Fifi's Breakfast. Is it, is it Fifi's? That, um, let, let me, let me look. I, I don't want to get it wrong. But anyway, um, we went to, Fifi's doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound like a good breakfast place, does it? No, it doesn't. Fifi's. Fifi's the breakfast of champions. Hendersonville. It probably will be Fifi's. Let's see. They're kind of, I think they're trying to compete with First Watch. Um, and if those of you that don't know what First Watch is, First Watch is kind of a, um, uh, a breakfast restaurant and they close like two or two 30 and it's kind of a, a, a high end breakfast restaurant, which I don't know why you would do anything like that and pay a lot of extra money to eat breakfast breakfast. Look, I can cook breakfast. Yeah. I can cook eggs and bacon. It's not, it's not that hard. Um, but anyway, we went to this new breakfast restaurant because Lori heard about it and she wanted to try it out. Um, and it was a terrible, terrible, um, uh, experience. Kiki's breakfast. It's not Fifi's, it's Kiki's. I was close. K-E-K-E. So anyway, we go to Kiki's breakfast and, uh, we leave church about 1130, 1145. So we got there maybe 12 quarter after 12, something like that. It was a 45 minute wait. We finally wait. So about one o'clock we go sit down and I find to long story short, I finally got out of there at two 30, two 30. It took us two and a half hours to eat breakfast. I got eggs, scrambled eggs, uh, link sausage, which I love, um, toast and grits. That's it. Nothing special about that. It was very expensive and it took us two and a half hours to eat today. I went to Cracker Barrel. I got, uh, two eggs, bacon, uh, hash brown casserole, grits, toast. We were out of there at 1230 and it was about $15 cheaper. Yeah. $15 less. And now, uh, my experience at Cracker Barrel is not always that there's times when you go to Cracker Barrel and it it takes a long time. So we have three minutes left, roughly. Um, but anyway, yes, you're right. My my life is very, very structured, and I prefer it that way. Yeah. Um, when I was building the dojo, living in, in Memphis, it was very unstructured again, and I didn't really care for that, but I made it structured. You know, I'd get up in the morning about the same time. I had it where I could make toaster strudel or I could make waffles in, with the link sausage, things that I could do. My wife is a great cook. I'm I'm not really a cook, but I can make basic stuff, you know. Um, but I tried to keep my routine the same. Where it messed with my routine was there was nowhere there that you could just go get food in a reasonable amount of time and the yeah, food so. be good and it be right. It was just a mess. So I ended yeah. up having to do TV dinners and stuff like that while I was living there. But I just basically worked day and night while I was there to try to hurry up and get that project done so I could get back home and get to back to my routine. Yeah. But you didn't make it the routine there with your 
process, I guess, with everything you did. Yeah, I mean, you had to, I had a routine. I had a, a system, you know, I would eat lunch, eat breakfast about the same time every day, eat lunch same time every day, eat supper about the same time every day. Um, and then just sit in my bed and work at night or at my, you know, I had a desk in, in my bedroom and I would just work on ordering things, designing things, getting prepared for the next project, the things that I needed to complete that. But I'm just a structured person. That's just how I'm, how I'm programmed. And I prefer it to be like that. My daughter is very structured. My wife is very structured. My son, I don't know. I think he's more structured now than he ever has been. But it's just been a part of our life. We've just done it. You know, we kind of get get up. We have a system. Lori and I have a system and we work the system. Yeah. And and I've seen it because y'all do go eat on Friday nights. Every Friday night. Yeah. (laughs) And where he's talking about is we usually eat at Carabas. Now, this past Friday night, we ate at. Sometimes we'll eat at the chop house this past Friday night. Oh, well, I've got a little story. This past Friday night, we tried to switch it up and we went to Texas Roadhouse, which we love Texas Roadhouse. The downside to Texas Roadhouse is it's always so crowded, it's hard to get in. But they have a call ahead app that you can use. So Lori was able to call ahead and we only waited about maybe 20 minutes. And some friends of ours we hadn't seen in years that we went to church with years ago were there. So I got to talk to them. Um, and that was, so that made the time fly. Yeah. So when I left, I, it was raining, it was pouring down rain. It was really dark. And I did, I don't want Lori to walk out into the parking lot. So I ran and got the truck and I was coming around and a guy ran into me. You saw, I sent you the video. A guy ran into the front end of my Jeep of my, my gladiator. And, uh, so I'm going to have to take it to the body shop and get it fixed. And I'm just glad that I don't drive my Porsche. Um, I don't drive any of my Porsches when it's raining. Mm, And so I had switched back out and drove the Jeep. I've been driving the Porsche all week, the 911. And so I switched back out to the Gladiator. And I'm glad I did because the Gladiator is a lot easier to get fixed than the Porsches are. Right. (laughs) And, um, you know, I had an experience with with the Boxster not too long ago. And um, it took me a long time to get that thing fixed. And it was a very simple repair. Um, but it's just, nobody wants to work on them. And, uh, but such is life. So that's what I get for switching my routine. You see, if I'd have gone to Carabas, that wreck would have never happened. Right. Right. <laughs> but we love uh roadhouse. I don't know if you've been, you've got to have been to Texas roadhouse. Oh yeah, of course. Very, very inexpensive. And the food, I will say the food is always great. And the service is always great. The chop house, Lori loves the chop house and my daughter loves the chop house. I'm mad on the chop house. It's good, but it's not good where you have that thing that you go, man, I can't hardly wait to get there. Now, Carabas has that thing where I can't hardly wait to get there. And I look forward to it. And we don't go every single Friday night, but most Friday nights we go to Carabas. And it got real jacked up during COVID. You know, the, the service got spotty and it got really bad, but everything's back about to normal around here. Um, you know, they had staffing issues after COVID and all that. It really, really made quite a mess. Yeah. It is coming. Uh, it's back. Like yeah. You said it's back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's back to about normal. And so, but anyway, friends, I was going to mention one more thing real quick. Um, Trey, you're doing one video a week right now. You've got enough footage to probably do five years right now that you've already shot. 
Friends, Urge try to get to do two videos a week on his channel. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> he had, I, have lot, I have a lot of, uh, you know, interesting stories, though. You've got so much stuff filmed. And, and actually, I have stuff that I filmed because Trey told me about it or we filmed at the same time. That's his story that I can't put out because Trey won't put his version out. You're killing me, Trey. I've got a Marilyn Monroe story that I edited a year and a half ago. I can't put out because you won't put yours out. Oh, okay. I'm sorry about that, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> it's been, it's waiting. It's in the queue and I can't put it out. All right. You're killing me, Trey. <laughs> I know it. I'm but anyway, sorry. friends, thank y'all so much for listening and watching. We just thought that it would be fun to just kind of talk about what our week was like and just, and just reminisce. And I told Trey, he said, well, man, can we, you think we can talk about that 45 minutes? I go, Trey, I think we can talk about anything 45 minutes. We have. <laughs> it's easy to do. So thank y'all so much for watching and listening. Tighten up every chance you get. And don't double dribble. And don't be a wickwammer. Do not wish Cotton was a monkey. Truth in all things. It's important. Don't try to pretend things are not what they really are. It's not, it's not a good look. No. Nope.